Ethan Smith, finally. Finally, we got you on here, and finally we're we're starting to show up again. It's been a few months since I did one of these, but how are you doing, my man? Good, good. It's been like, we've well, been playing this for like over a year. <laughs> You're yeah, kind of ballparking it. Well, like I, I'll tell you, uh, Will's going to be the one that's happiest that we're getting this done, because he, he couldn't believe that we didn't do one of these when I was out there uh, spending the week with you in Sonoma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I know, I know it's been... Uh, been a long time coming trying to get this put together uh we've we've had to reschedule a couple times but uh we're connected now so let's just uh jump right into it uh thanks right. again for taking the time out of your your afternoon to join me um, oh, yeah no problem <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely uh so just to to get started i guess you know I, i've been asking a lot of people uh this is kind of the icebreaker just tell me how you got into the world of of motorsports and i guess nascar in particular all right so it kind of all started through my mom Because she worked like a magazine and every year she got like free tickets, like just, you know, through whatever sponsorship. And she always just gave them away. Just like growing up, like I wasn't really into it. And then one year when I was four, she was kind of like, yeah, just take us and see what happens. So it would have been Sonoma 2006, I want to say. And then kind of ever since then, I've just been hooked for the most part. Pretty much all there is to that story. (laughs) It's kind of been my thing ever since, so. Oh, remind me again, you were born in oh two, uh, right? Yeah, oh two. So you would have been what four years old at that time? Mm-hmm. And that's just crazy because I feel like ever almost everybody I ask that's about my age or a little bit younger or a little bit older, it's always 2006 or 2007, one of those two years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I know that that's the year that Cars and uh, Talladega Nights both came out. So I know there was a lot of uh, positive energy around the, the sport in the mid 2000s. So I don't know if that, that's got something to do with it as well. I mean, I don't know off the top of my head, but from what I know, I kind of just, she decided to take me. <laughs> and then pretty much that was it. Sure. Kinda the rest of my life from here on out. So what you're best known for is probably your photography. So I guess uh, on that note, how did you get started in that field? And then how did that lead to the opportunities that you've gotten uh, in the world of racing to do that? So I kind of, I took this photo class, would have been freshman year of high school. That kind of like, you know, introductory to photography or whatever. And it was like one thing's like I was kind of like always semi interested in, like never really like held a camera, thought about it that much up until that class. And then I was kind of like, huh, I like racing. I like photography. What if I just bring it together? <laughs> it was pretty much. And I got like, what was it? I can't remember what, what the camera was called, but it was like, you know, it's a point and shoot, like really small thing. I started using that when in 2017. I want to say it was like specifically at Sonoma because, you know, obviously my home race and everything. And from there, kind of just messed around for a couple years, just running around, see what races I can get to. And then, you know, just emailing, DMing everyone, seeing if I can figure out whatever. And my first big break was from uh, Rich DeLong, if you remember from uh, Arca West years ago. Yeah, because... I sent him just like photos for free because, you know, I was like just trying to get him just whatever I can to send him, I would. And he was like, oh, if you want to come down, like, you know, Bakersfield for it was like the weekend after Roseville or weekend after in 2019. He was like, yeah, if you want to come down, like pay for your uh, parking, not parking, uh, pit pass. And I was like, hell yeah, I will. <laughs> I have nothing to lose. So from there, like, you know, people around the Arca West Garage kind of knew me from that point onwards. So like, oh, he takes photos. And I kind of just been building on that ever since for the most part. And last year, because obviously COVID happened 20, 2020 and partially 2021. 
but I kind of did Arca West specifically for two years and came last year, like worked just like ramped up like really quickly. Cause at the beginning of the year, I was just kind of like, you know, my usual Arca West stuff. But then I got tapped to like one of my friends, uh, Jason Wedehays. You, I don't know if you know him or not, but he used to do, he used to be uh, the track photographer at Madera Speedway. And he moved to Indiana for like a job. And he was like, Hey, this job's open if you want it. Like, basically the door's open you just have to tell the like track motor i'm like okay deal <laughs> so like, that was like easiest job interview sending him an interview ellie just called him like hey i'm a track photographer i guess <laughs> and that was like it so yeah pick that up really easily that's been a whole lot of fun because like you know i see madera speedway it's just one of the local tracks so you meet like all the little kids growing up and trying to make it like, I mean, some people like, you know, Jesse Love, Haley D, and I made it through that track specifically. And obviously the Reefs have too, in Arca West. So if, for the West Coast, like a very like known track, like, oh, if you want to like compete at a higher level, you like need to start, not start, but you need to like race on Madera Speedway, just because that's kind of like the breeding ground for like going up from there. And then all my national stuff, like, you know, Cup, Xfinity Trucks started happening uh, this year too through... My friend had James Armas, who used to do um Ars Motorsports photography, and he tapped me to do um Portland, which I'll we'll say that for a little later. But <laughs> yeah, kind of tapped me for that, and then also got in touch with Dalen Barr, who you also probably know, just like track house and stuff. And pretty much for the rest of the year, I've been doing all three of those things, and yeah, <laughs> pretty much where I'm at right now. So I'll just be honest with you. I, I know very little about the world of photography other than obviously having a tremendous amount of respect for the work that you guys do, because I know it's not easy uh, just, you know, in all aspects of it, whether it's actually taking the photos itself or the editing or, you know, your your crazy schedules traveling back and forth. Um, but I, I'd imagine like I, can, I can't think of, you know, all, all the skills it would take to, you know, master the art of photography for things that aren't moving at 180 miles an hour so you know <laughs> what what goes into you know just the, thinking back to your you know skill set and your career that you've uh kind of built for yourself over the last few years um you know i guess what what advice would you have to anybody you know that that sees the work that you're doing and thinks you know that might be something that i want to do one day it's gonna sound probably pretty cliche for like photographers like giving advice but honestly like just go out and practice like anytime you can shoot, you're going to learn like something, even if you don't know it. Like if you told me like how I took my photos, I'll be honest, like halftime, like, I don't know, man, I just took the photo. I'm like, that looks great. Anyways, <laughs> and I was like, you know, over time, you're just like, oh, okay. You like, you learn like what looks good on a camera and what doesn't like, like some situations like, you know, tilting like a little bit to like a Dutch angle would look great. But other times like, like, why would you do that? Like, I don't know. It's like a lot of like artistic vision, I guess that's the best way to put it. Like it's, you can always learn like how the camera works and everything like technical, but it really comes down like, you know, the artistic eye that really like separates everyone like photography wise from everyone else. So yeah, the, probably my best advice was go out and shoot, see what you like and go from there. Yeah. That reminds me, I think Roger Federer was quoted one time as, you know, giving that kind of answer, like somebody asked him, like, I don't know if he, he just had an amazing serve or volley or or whatever, uh, something during a tennis match. And the reporter just asked him, how did you do it? And he just looks at the reporter and says, I don't know. You know, I, I just, 
it comes naturally to me. And, uh, you know, he's one of the best in the world. And that's just just kind of how, you know, it works for him. So, uh, you know, I, I guess that, you know, that that can be applied to other skill sets and, and things like that as well. I want to get into the the Portland Sonoma weekend uh, that that we shared over this uh, past summer here. Um, I know you mentioned what was his name, James. Again, yeah. after you to do Portland uh, was actually before we get into that, was there a West series race this year, that you didn't attend as a photographer uh, last year? No. So you went to all the entire, races. Yeah. The entire schedule there. Wow. That was, that's gotta be quite a schedule. I imagine. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I guess just take me through uh, Portland to start. I know you were working for a couple of Xfinity teams there. I think uh trying to think back because i know aj won i think uh jordan anderson's was my my snyder was driving that car mm-hmm. at the time right so he took second you were shooting for them right yeah it would have been our motorsports you know brett moffitt uh anthony alfredo jeb burton and then uh my snyder for that weekend on top of you know all my uh arca west and uh, which i was also covering for my friend uh david alvarado and he's like the other arc west photographer so say it was a busy weekend is probably a bit of an understatement <laughs> I was kind of just running around nonstop for two days, but it was, yeah, it was fun. I wish it didn't rain somewhat, but whatever. Well, we can get to that in a, in a second as well. But uh, before we do, just like you mentioned, you're shooting for, I guess, four Xfinity cars and then obviously all your regular uh, West Series teams that you shoot for. How do you keep track of managing all that as the, the schedule's going on throughout the weekend? Honestly, for me, it's like, I'm really good at like, just remembering like specific things in my head. Like if a client needs like something, like most times like, I don't even like write it down. It's like, oh, just remember, you know, this car number needs X, Y, Z. And then this car number needs Z, Y, X or whatever. It's like, I don't really like, it's not probably a bad thing to say, but I'm really bad at organizing like <laughs> back end of things. But I feel like I make like everything work. Like I got, I got everything done. I needed to. Yeah. <laughs> just. Just like just knocking off one by one, get it done like as soon as possible. You don't like keep it in the back of your mind while you're shooting. Yeah, well, and then I remember because I was there. Obviously, your camera <laughs> uh, had a bit of trouble with some water damage. Obviously, it was raining all weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, take me back through that whole saga. How did that end up resolving itself in time to just do a one week turnaround to get to Sonoma? All right. So, obviously, you know, Xfinity like the whole race, or it didn't rain the whole race. It rained like beginning, and that stopped. And the Arca race, because, you know, a lot of people don't watch Arca, sadly. Um, basically, that race was just pouring start to finish. And it was towards probably about like two thirds, if I remember correctly, like from the race that was supposed to be over. Like, you know, I was just doing my thing. I was on the back, the beginning of the batch track specifically. And then uh, I remember because you you were the one that was texting me everything on Twitter. <laughs> like, oh, like, you know, laptop updates. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> I remember I was in, it was in a media so. trailer watching the the Flow Racing feed or I, the NBC feed, whatever whatever you call it. But mm-hmm. I remember you asking me for the lap updates all weekend. And then, like you're like you know just like, you know the usual ones. Like I don't remember exactly what you said. Like oh, it's two to go. And I was like, huh? Yeah, excuse I remember, me. I remember counting <laughs> down. It was like twenty five. I, I sent you twenty five to go, and then twenty to go, and then I said two to go. No typo. Yeah, I was like, huh? Make sure what? it wasn't a mistake here. I'm but... like I'm like a whole mile away from where I need to be at the finish right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I got places to be. So like I quickly, like the second you sent that, I was like, I booked it. Like I literally 
I actually have AirPods on whenever I'm shooting. I didn't even have time to put them in the case. I just threw them in my pocket. I was like, I gotta go. And it's, I that was probably the hardest eh, hardest I've ever ran like with photo gear on me. I was like, I was out of breath. And then like at that point, like everything was working fine. Thankfully, like nothing happened yet. But once I got to like victory lane, which I already missed by the way, because you know it got called early. There's no way I'm gonna run a mile in like three minutes. Like yeah, that's not possible. But, you know, I get over there, victory lane. I'm like, because Jake won, I was shooting for him. I was like, all right, just get what I can. I'm sure, you know, Luis. I was like, I sure just pick up whatever I can from him. I was like, all right, time to check my camera. And it just didn't turn on. And I was like, ah, oh, cool, sweet. And I was like, okay, at least I still have my R5. And I was like, oh, this one also doesn't turn on. <laughs> so it's actually both of them failed, like, at the very end, which, I mean, at least it happened at the very end. If I'm like, you know, during the race, I'm screwed. Yeah. Like there's no, like, yeah, that's, that's a whole nother mess. But I was like, okay, at least I have a friend I can lean on and everything. I was like, cause at the time was it, I had a Canon R5 and my also uh 60 Mark II. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just have to dry them out. Cause they're pretty like uh weather resistant, like, you know, advertises all that. And I was like, okay, whatever. Dry them out or try to do my best after everything. My R5 did eventually come back to life as well, like the night of. So like, okay, cool. But my um 60 Mark II just never turned back on. So I was like, all right, cool. I have like, by the time we get home, I have four days to figure out what in the world am I going to do for Sonoma the next weekend. And I, I remember the whole car ride, like, you know, we drove from Portland down just full 10 hours. And back my mind, it's kind of like, what am I supposed to do here? Like, do I just go out and buy a new camera right now? Or do I, like, hope that something works or something in between? And I was like, I don't know. And I kept trying. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure you saw me at one point. I had, like, my camera and, like, a bag of rice just sitting on the kitchen. <laughs> and just hoping it would turn and like, on. And, like, in a thousand different pieces, right? Trying to dry it out. Like, I literally opened up all the ports. I'm like, please, just get as much water out as you can. It's like, I really don't have, a tur- like, a quick turnaround. And so I was like, all right, I forget what day was it where I was like, I kind of just have to give up and just like get something like ASAP. So I eventually uh, bought my second Canon R5, which I still have. And then kind of started talking with insurance, which I'll get to that. It's also quite funny. But um, yeah, that happened. I got my camera would have been thir- like that Thursday. So the day before Portland. I had to ship like really quickly. So I was like, big stressing because it came a day late. Then I'm like, I'm already kind of screwed for a day. Because as a photographer, like sports photographer specifically, it's like once you have like two bodies, it's like insanely hard to go back to one because like, you just like think differently because you don't have to like necessarily, it's not that you don't plan like on what you're using, but it's like, okay, I can leave like this lens on this body, but then this lens on the body. So I'm like, okay. If I have one body, I've got to figure out what time I need what lens and swap back and forth, and it's a whole mess. And pretty much, yeah, that was a pretty stressful week. <laughs> Just like back end of things. But yeah, for the Portland portion of that trip, I a lot of memories. I'd say overall good, but also definitely very stressful. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess from a viewer's perspective, the rain always makes things more interesting because, you know, certain drivers are going to excel in that and 
others maybe not so much and so maybe you get a different looking top five or top ten than you usually get particularly if it happens in arca uh because you know it's extremely rare to get a wet race uh in in the west series or anything like that oh yeah i don't even remember like before this one was the last time yeah like we had one i have no idea yeah i don't know either uh I don't know. Charlie Crawl probably knows. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll just hit him up right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, I, but yeah, obviously, and and I can tell you just from from working, you know, that weekend as well. Uh, you know, hopefully, keep your fingers crossed. I'll be able to make it back out uh, this upcoming summer. But uh, certainly Please. hope that we don't manifest. Yeah, <laughs> certainly hope that we don't have as uh as much rain as we had at least uh this past uh, June because that was that was certainly tricky to try to work around and not too pleasant to be in so yeah and also that schedule was like really weird for that weekend yeah well it, yeah. And it was strange to me because you know i i hate thinking of arca west as kind of like the undercard series because you know it's probably my favorite stock car series to watch as well even though i'm mm-hmm. on the east coast but uh you know to, to have that race kind of be like the final event of the weekend when the majority of attention and fans are, are there for the uh Xfinity race was was a bit weird to me as well usually you have the preliminary uh races before the main event so yeah the, the schedule was was certainly certainly seemed a bit off for sure yeah and also remember the yeah what about Friday it was like a 10 a.m practice and then 5 p.m qualifying for Xfinity that was like it like there's the giant break in the middle it's like okay cool I guess you could have like thrown like X or arc of practice in there but whatever yeah i forget, <laughs> I forget what we did during that but i i can't remember because i think the trucks were at gateway mm-hmm. I, I can't remember if the race was on friday or saturday even i don't remember yeah well anyway uh i guess we can move forward now to the following weekend uh sonoma and uh you can correct me if i'm wrong here but i think you ended up doing a lot more work that weekend than you were initially planning on yes into it you had a <laughs> series driver uh message you hit you up on instagram or twitter or one of those and ask you to do some video and then obviously uh got the chance to be shooting for a team mm-hmm. that ended up winning the cup series race as well so what all happened uh that led up to that for the sonoma weekend all right so friday friday was was it only truck practice and arca practice I kind of need to do what I do because I was only doing Arco West specifically. So Friday was like normal, you know, just do what I do. And then Saturday morning rolls around. We're, like, we're heading to the track. And I'm like, while I'm heading to like the photo room, I just get a DM from Carson Hobart. It's like, hey, can you shoot Vito for me? Like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I mean, sure. I'm a, I mean, I, I made sure. It's like, yeah, I'm definitely not a video guy at all. <laughs> but yeah, sure, whatever. We'll meet up and figure it out from there. And so, like, we just talked, like, quickly before the day, like, started. And, yeah, pretty much. Because, remember, that was also the weekend after, like, his gateway crash, too. So, like, you know, a big media buzz and everything. Which, that was already weird. <laughs> but it was, that day was hard because I just juggle, what was it? I remember specifically because it was truck qualifying and then ARCA race. I, you know, just money-wise, I had to park right then prioritize the arca race so like i told cars i'm like hey i just by the way i'll have to leave like qualifying early for you know my arca stuff just that's how it is and i was like yeah sure and then you know i don't know if you remember specifically but he was like going for pull which if like if i, if I was trying to shoot for him like it's like i feel really bad for missing that 
So that's like a whole story in itself that he like got pulled and then wrecked the truck <laughs> and everything. But I was like, whatever, kind of just, you know, it is what it is. Move on. And Arca race happens that Saturday right after. That was going fine up until it got called early for TV windows. Very cool. Yeah, I I want to get your thoughts on that, you know, later on in the show because uh, I know that Portland and Sonoma weren't the only ones that had, you know, that issue of, of getting called early, but uh, <laughs> happened on back to back weekends when we were out there. Yeah, I was like, where was I? I think I was at turn four. Like I was doing it backwards, like a backwards lap. So it was like Diego and I were like basically in the same spot when he was like, Oh, by the way, if it's either next caution or like the finish, whatever comes first, if I off the top of my head, it might be wrong. But I was like, All right, cool. Thank you again. <laughs> Two weekends in a row. So, you know, I quickly just ran over victory lane. Jake won again, which I wasn't that's more uh Diego's client, but I was just helping out and everything. And then from there, I was like, all right, just focus on Carson. Like, you know, because what was it? I think he was only in the truck for like eight, 10 laps, give or take. And so I was kind of like, all right, just, you know, do whatever, get everything I can in those like short amount of time. For what I got, I think I did pretty well for like first time doing videography. <laughs> it was like, yeah, definitely like there's things looking back when I was looking through everything. I was like, you know, I just don't have the mic for this. Like, this sounds like, doo-doo <laughs> but oh uh, it worked out i mean i'm proud of what i did that day i haven't learned anything from it since i just haven't applied it because i'm a videographer really for the most part and let's see that's pretty much the rest of that day just whatever and come sunday i was more or less just me the original plan was me like because i was shooting from the podium finish like for that weekend specifically so I was like, oh, okay, kind of like, not necessarily do whatever, but more like, yeah, just make cool stuff, see what I get. And then Dalen, which, you know, he does track house and everything. He was like, hey, by the way, if like, if one of like a track house cars, eh, track house cars win, then we're like, going to quickly like, bring you in. And I was like, okay, sweet deal. And so, you know, I was doing my thing, you know, running laps around the track. And I was like, huh, Suarez is in the first and he's like, still, he's still going. I was like, all right, cool. And yeah, pretty much we coordinated everything like super quickly on Twitter. <laughs> like literally within like a lap. I was like, all right, I'm here, you're there. Matt, you know, so the friends can make all the way on the other side. We're just gonna figure out what's happening from there. And I would say it worked out really well just because like the way the burnout happened and everything. I feel like I was positioned perfectly for my photos. Like, I don't know. I just really like them. Got everything I needed. But yeah, it's like definitely the whole weekend was kind of like a lot of things happened that just wasn't planning on happening until like <laughs> I was already doing it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So yeah, pretty much sums up that whole experience. Just a lot of things coming on my face quickly and just having to do them. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's kind of funny how often these things can be connected in this sport because uh, like you, you mentioned, Hosovar had just been injured and only did whatever it was eight or ten laps, and then Suarez was the one that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's it's kind of funny. You end up shooting for that team on Saturday, and then he wins the race on Sunday, and you get to take some of the uh, victory photos as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I and I know uh, 
you know, forgive me if I haven't passed this on yet. I'm like seven months late here, but I know, uh, you know, obviously I'm, I'm working with Brock Beard in the media center. And uh, when, when you, me and uh, Luis were all over there talking to him, like Brock told me afterwards uh, when we were debriefing the weekend that he, he could just tell that you were ecstatic with how everything had gone. So uh, I, I know that that meant a lot to you to have that opportunity. And, uh, you know, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of your work. Obviously, I think your photos came out uh, spectacularly uh, as thank well. You, thank so you. <laughs> job well done on that. And uh great weekend for for everybody over there as well. So uh, was there anything else after those two weeks that, that stood out to you throughout the rest of the 22 season looking back? Uh, I would say probably when I uh, did the Roval weekend for Dalen and Matt. That was a very fun weekend. Cause like my first like uh I always say big boy trip, <laughs> weirdly enough, but it's like yeah like first time like traveling like long distance by myself and like figuring out everything by myself, and you know and also my first how do I put it my first like scheduled national no second national I guess scheduled race for me because it definitely wasn't on my like plans at the beginning of the year <laughs> to like go you know all the way to Charlotte and like do stuff. But yeah, I mean, it was already really cool because, you know, then who was it? Uh, yeah, Daniel Kvyat, you know, Sam Hunt, they announced that. I was like, you know, shooting for a former F1 driver was on my bucket list this year. But damn, that's cool. <laughs> it's cool to get to say that I've done before. And I mean, the race themselves, like they kind of were the same old, same old, whatever. Like the trip itself, that was a lot of fun. Like, you know, I met a lot of people like I know through Twitter, like for the first time. So like, you know, just making friends, hanging, chatting, man, pretty much that whole deal. It's like, I definitely wish I could go back this year, but way schedule, it just works out. Like I just can't. So I guess we'll see what else I can do from here on out. <laughs> well, that's a nice uh, segue into my next question for you. Looking ahead to this upcoming season, 2023 um are you planning on more of the same like hitting up all the west series races or would you want to continue to expand out to do more national series stuff and maybe come back out to the east coast a couple of times i know right now my plan is basically the same as last year so it'll be arco west madera speedway and then whatever national series go like thrown my way at the moment so pretty much yeah same exact thing hopefully i can like do more because i remember how many weekends i was out but i was like the few weekends like had off i was like I'm happy to have them off, but damn, do I want to be at a racetrack? <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I was like, I'm happy where I'm at right now. Like, you know, finally have like, not like necessarily a stable, like income necessarily. Cause you know, Arco West, Madeira, I kind of have no idea who's going, like where, who I'm shooting for really as at the moment. But I would say at the, like right now, kind of chilling, same old, same old. Yeah. <laughs> for the most part much all I got for that. So what is the ultimate dream job, if you will, or your, your goal to where, where do you want to be in, you know, looking ahead in a few years? I would say definitely like photography for like, not even just NASCAR, but just like any motorsports team in general, because like, I always say, you know, NASCAR is my main focus, but I also enjoy other, like, you know, F1, Indy, all that stuff. I'm like, anyone that like needs photos, I'm more than happy to like, help out. And like, hey, if I get tapped, like, just all of a sudden I go to Europe for like a full time photo job, I'm down. <laughs> I'm game. Like, yeah, just pay me. I'm there. But yeah, 
I guess the yeah main goal is just more like just finding a stable job. Like even if it is freelancing, I just have having consistent clients that can just make sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much all I have. But forgive me, I don't obviously know the geography of California as well as you do. But is Laguna Seca the closest IndyCar track to you now that Sonoma's uh, in the calendar? Yes. Yeah. Have you it's thought like about what, taking the trip out there to maybe? I did in 2018, like, you know, it was me just going, shooting, like, you know, as a fan. Ever since, like, I don't know, I've really never, I haven't really had, like, a reason to go necessarily. Like, I was debating on it, like, just as a fan to go last year, but it just didn't, like, go. I was like, eh, I like money. I like saving my money. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, but it's like, I definitely want to start, like, going out to, like, other series. And I was like, hey, my name's Ethan. I do this, blah, blah, blah. If you need me, just like call me, text me, whatever. See what happens. Yeah, because um, it would have been second Portland weekend, because it was a uh, you know with the indie ladder and everything. Uh, Jagger Jones, who first of all, wow, <laughs> that's a that's like that's a whole little story. But he was like, yeah, I would have like reached out. But we already have our team photographer and everything. I was like, I mean, yeah, fair. Like, I can't hate you for that. You know, just waste the money at that point where you have someone. But I was like, huh. There there was a chance. Like that means there's like there's definitely people like looking, like see what other people are doing. Yeah. Well, and of course he did a season of I guess it was K and N West still at the time. Uh so I'm I'm sure there was a connection there already. Um mm-hmm. I was just just remember that actually, because I guess they're they're only doing Portland's with the Xfinity series next year, right? There's only one Portland date. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I guess that I guess that makes sense from a logistical schedule standpoint. But uh you know, selfishly since that's where uh the grid network is based with Joe, uh Joe oh, yeah. do a second uh West Series race if, if they were still going there twice a year. Hey, well that was a Formula E race there. So Well that's true. <laughs> that's uh that's not a bad trade off there. Although for, from my perspective, uh, you know, New York is only about a two, two and a half hour drive depending on traffic, whereas you know, I'd have to take another flight out to yeah, a whole like five plus five. hour flight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, might as well be in. Well, I shouldn't say that because you don't have to go through like customs or anything. But you know, the the distance is uh, you know, almost like going to another, you know, part of the world, another country. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I'd, I'd have to travel. Although I I never made it back to New York. I wanted to go back. Um, actually, I was thinking maybe in. 2020 and that race obviously didn't happen mm-hmm. um but you know it was, it was an interesting experience uh going in 2017 to that race and uh you know obviously the sports changed so much since then and then this year as well i got the new generation of cars i still think they got some uh kinks to iron out with those and uh i, don't, I feel like they just look back. they look like legos yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it just looks like a weird lego car I'm like, three, i mean all sure three generations have looked a little a little bit strange but i guess you know the, the idea that you know you've got a formula car that's powered entirely uh by electricity is is a strange concept uh in and of itself so i guess that's just par for the course but uh mm-hmm. i got to watch um you know kind, kind of get a little bit off topic here but i watched uh the race in mexico last weekend um but yeah the, the tv deal that they have with cbs is you know not great because it's uh last year the races were only on cbs sports network which is like a tier below uh, the so cable. it'd be yeah, cable and everything. FS1, yeah. So, um, you know, it, it just it it drives me crazy. I don't know if there's like a contract 
issue that stands in the way, but I don't know why they can't just shove that on Paramount Plus because I have Paramount Plus. I have most of the streaming services, so I'd be able to watch it there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to do it all year, but fortunately, they they streamed it on their app and their website for free this time, so I got to watch the race there. But uh, yeah, I'm sure you know Joe's already making plans to make a trip out there uh, for that. So we'll see where that goes here. Yeah, it's gonna. It's like for me, like. I like the cons, like, it's really weird, because, like, you know, Formula E, it's like, oh, they're going all these, like, cool places, like, I don't, I don't, I don't follow Formula E like that, like, obviously, like, New York, like, yeah. they're, like, what, like, across like York, the river, or something like that, Berlin, Rome. yeah, and then there's a random track in Portland, Oregon, <laughs> that I would argue is not, like, the best city to be in, <laughs> say the least, it's like, I don't know, I think it's funny, but I'm like, if it turns out well, I mean, good for them, like, I hope it works out. But it's like, I don't know, it's just like the juxtaposition. I don't touch a term to use. Uh, it's just well, kind of I'm, funny to me. I'm I'm curious to see because most of the tracks are on street circuits, you know, temporary. And the, the whole idea, I think, was kind of we want to bring the race to these people in these major cities rather than making them come out uh, to these racetracks. So, you know, up until now, I think Mexico has kind of been the only one that's like in a permanent uh, road course facility. So it's, it's certainly going to mm-hmm. be interesting to see how it works out. I am going to miss having New York on the schedule. Um but, you know, I guess, you know, a, a brand new series like that, you know, it's it's not too surprising that, you know, some dates are are constantly changing. And uh, I don't know, it's it's disappointing, but I guess that's part of life. <laughs> yeah, just it is what it is. Yeah, I'm more open to the idea of gimmicks like attack mode and fan boost because because you know how I feel about those gimmicks in nascar right yeah um, <laughs> you know, painfully formula, obvious <laughs> yeah formula e being a brand new series like you know if they want to you know try some new things out you know there, there's no history or precedent uh telling them to do otherwise so you know I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of it in principle but i can at least be a little bit more forgiving of it uh in a series like that mm-hmm. um so i i always just found it at the start uh, a little bit hypocritical because they they have obviously the message of like sustainability and you know being more environmentally friendly and everything except they're traveling all over the world and they had to bring twice as many racing oh, yeah. cars along. Yeah, they had two separate cars. Like, yeah, the, the race. batteries didn't last long enough, so you had to jump. At, the the pit stops were you you pull into the paddock, you jump out of your first car, you hop into your second car, and so you're you're taking twice as many resources with you. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, you're saving on your carbon footprint on gasoline, obviously, but now, you know, how, how much, how many resources are you using to double the amount of, of cars that you've got to take to every race? So, mm-hmm. but they don't have that problem anymore. Obviously now that the batteries last long enough in the newer generations of cars, but yeah, we'll see. I guess this is a nice uh, segue as well. Cause I, I know you're a photographer. You're not really uh, as much a, a journalist or a pundit or anything, but I do want to get your thoughts on a couple of things happening in the world of, of racing and particularly you know, right. uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Just hit me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess, you know, thinking back just to a few years ago when it was still under the NASCAR K and M pro series banner, you know, East and West both had, you know, I think usually anywhere from 12 to 15 race schedules. Um, like, you know, the car counts were starting to dip a little bit, but they were still uh, pretty healthy at most tracks. And then you flash forward to, you know, the present day. And, you know, we talk all the time about how, you know, there's, you know, only 14 cars showing up to a race here or 12 cars showing up to a race there. And, you know, I, I can tell you here on the East series, there's only a few standalone races, you know, half the schedule is now combo races with big Arca. So, you know, if you had to 
rate the health of Arca in general, and I guess particularly the West series right now, what do, what do you like about the current state of things? And what do you think needs to be prioritized in terms of where we go from here and trying to improve things? I'd probably say like, obviously I'm slightly more biased to Arca West, just obviously, but sure. I definitely think I'm focused more on Arca West, but I'll talk about Arca in general. I feel like the schedules overall for all three are pretty good. Like Arca West is definitely like great. Like with hands down, like the best we've had in so long. Like what we're going to like, Obviously, you know, Sonoma, that's a big race. We have a combo race with Phoenix, and then I'll see Phoenix finale. But we're also going to, like, Shasta, which is, like, just a weird track, you know, I don't know how many hours north. It's, like, kind of middle nowhere. And Madeira, which, you know, my Madeira Speedway thing. It's like, all right, home territory. But it's, like, I really just like the diversity that we have here because, you know, big oval, big road course versus, like, these tiny borings like Vegas or Shasta. I really, really do like this what's the term a lot of diversity uh, the same goes with arca main pretty i feel like they have a really good mix too because i mean even with they also have you know the two dirt races that happen along with i think is it only one road course this year or two i don't even know I, so i know i think i know it's on mid ohio i can't remember if they're gonna Watkins Glen or not off the top of my head i think they are because that's like the weird scheduling where like Watkins Glen's on a friday and uh, one oh of the, yeah, was it Springfield or the? Yeah, that's I, right. Uh, is on the Sunday, so there's that quick turnaround, which isn't great for the teams. But I think if they want to keep Springfield on the calendar, it's like the only date that they have, and then Watkins Glen's that weekend anyway. So it's mm. you know kind of a catch twenty two situation, I guess. And then I would say Arca East definitely. I mean, we've talked about this before. It's definitely like the one that's hurting the most at the moment because yeah, like what think is it seven races this year eight i think eight yeah it's eight it's eight this year with four combos yeah it's I like basically last year's schedule except they added a combo yeah, race i think they i forgot f- taking new smartest place because new smartest not on the schedule anymore which is yeah lost but i can just speak to you know and, and we've had this conversation before as well but uh you know my area the mid-atlantic uh up to new england's just kind of gotten destroyed over the last yeah there is not a lot going on up there at this point well i told you i think the i think after mid ohio the closest track to me might be toronto for indycar which is (laughs) depressing to think about when you think of watkins Glen and pocono and you know uh you know the, the fact that they were supposed to go back to richmond and the street race we used to have in baltimore obviously nazareth is near and dear to my heart but that's you know that's long you know, gone, unfortunately. Long gone North Wilkesboro ever was. Uh, so, you know, it, it's unfortunate. And, um, you know, thinking back to East as well, you know, you had you had that race in New Jersey for a few years. And uh, Big Arc actually went there as well for, for several years before that. So, um, you know, if we can get the car counts to be boosted a little bit, I'd love to see them go back there one day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always said that, you know, even as somebody who lives on the East Coast, obviously, you know, I would much rather have a 24 race ARCA schedule with no ARCA East than a 20 race ARCA schedule and an eight race ARCA East schedule. But four of those ARCA East races are just combo races with big ARCA anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to, to use Dover as the example, since that's my home track, um, you know, it was, it's kind of depressing to think about, you know, a, a 15 car field, only 10 of which, you know, are really running at competitive speed above what a starting park would run um you know I, I think that that race would do better if it were a big arca race 
and you know the the arca east races should more be like short tracks and regional circuits that don't have the infrastructure to bring in i mean you know you got the cup series racing at dover you know that that's mm-hmm. the, the infrastructure that you have there i'd rather see those east standalone dates go to tracks like that um so but but then on the flip side you know like you said west has a 12 race schedule coming up this year and only one of them is a combo race so i think like you said you know the, the schedule is much healthier over there and you've got a lot more independent teams that focus primarily on the West series. Maybe they come out to a couple ARCA races, you know, once or twice a year, aside from the combo race, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I'm with you, you know, I sometimes selfishly, I wish I lived, you know, out on the other side of the country because you know, I get up <laughs> more of these uh, West races, but uh, you know, here, even here on the East coast, you know, there's not too much within, you know, a reasonable distance of me. So that can be pretty frustrating. Yeah. It's like, I enjoy living on the West Coast and everything because Arca West, it really, I would argue, it honestly is probably the best stock car series at the moment. Maybe Xfinity, but for a different reason. But yeah, it's like Arca West definitely is the healthiest. And it, I really do like that it's standalone. Like it can really be like its own series and it'd be like just fine. Versus like if Arc East was standalone, who knows? It would have been gone already, maybe. Uh, could have just been merged or whatever. Yeah. With that said, though, obviously this year, with everything going on, uh, we aren't really sure, like car count wise, where everyone's at. Like East is starting to come together, as we saw, like just today, Sean Hingarami and um, Isabella Robusto. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Versus, like right now, I want to say right now we only have four full time confirmed. I'm not gonna say them just because I don't know if they want to like have them press release or whatever. But yeah, <laughs> it's like right now we're like. Uh, so how many cars are we actually going to have this year? Because at the end of last year, like as you saw, we're like we had really strong car counts. Like obviously, v- uh, Phoenix is kind of like an oddball because a lot of the Arca teams go there, so I'm not going to count that. But like Vegas and Roseville is like what, like 24 and 27 cars, like these two like bullring tracks. I was like, this is setting up like really well for this year. But like right now, I'm like I'm not necessarily like. I'm still hopeful, but I'm starting like, all right, getting slightly worried. I don't know. It's just because like the season still doesn't start for a whole another two months versus Arca East, which actually I have no idea when that starts. Is it like late February? I've been enjoying the off season, man. I need to. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it too. <laughs> I know Daytona is coming up in a few weeks so, and, and the clash, obviously. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. So, I to, you know, take a, take a good look at the schedules for the upcoming year, but, uh, yeah, no new Smyrna, like I said, which is which is pretty disappointing because I felt like that was the one East standalone race that, you know, actually, historically, I know last year wasn't so great and maybe that's why they cut it. But, mm-hmm. you know, B- BMR always used to make the trip out to new Smyrna and you, and you had some West teams go out there as well. So, yeah, you remember, um, sorry, kind of slightly off topic, Battle at the Beach, missed that. Yeah, that was, a, <laughs> that was I got to say, it was a little before my time in terms of following like K&N and uh, the modified. Mm-hmm. I do remember, uh, obviously, the clip of Steve Park and uh, the late great Mike Stefanik and uh, yep, finishing that modified race. That was that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, I I regret not being into those series at that time because I'm sure that's something that I would have loved watching uh, in real time there. So it would be nice, I, I suppose, if they maybe consider bringing that back as well. Yeah, because like I was also gonna say another thing, I. I, I miss from the old, like, you know, uh, NASCAR K N days 
there's like a east west uh race or combo race like you remember the ones like from iowa yeah those are always fun it's like with the arco ones like yeah sure it's cool and everything but i don't know it's like it's not the same versus if you know west versus east like you can kind of market that like its own thing yeah well like rev racing getting a chance to race you know bmr and sunrise ford like that that only happens really once or twice a year right so Mm -hmm. you know to to market those combo races could provide some positive you know momentum and advertising for to you know to bring people in uh and and you had some storylines there which you could promote the one thing i didn't like though and what i like about what they're doing now um with the combo races is that i think you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Gregson actually ran into Noah Gregson when he was running both schedules. Like there was a year 2017, oh, yeah. 2017 where he only got points in one of the series when he ran the combo race, like whichever was his primary mm-hmm. series. So I think the year after, um, again, I think Gilliland was was doing both. And, uh, you know, the BMR cars ran enough East races that I think they qualified as East drivers. So they got combination points in their licenses. But I think it just makes more sense to, you know, give points in all the series to, to everybody if you're going to do a combo race. So that, that way there's, you know, no confusion there or somebody feeling like that, you know, they're they're lower in points than they should have been at the end of a year because they missed out. So yeah, it wasn't okay. perfect, but I think, you know, it it was uh it was always a, an interesting event to watch for sure. I mean, it's like I can't I could the Noah thing, I wanna say he declared East points that situation. Because I think it's like just closer to the championship. I might be wrong on that. So just no. <laughs> but yeah, anyways. Yeah, I know Gilliland came close to winning both that one year. I think he, he hit the wall at Dover and Harrison Burton got him uh, at the at the last race uh, in 17. And then Derek Krause started, it looked like he was going to go for the double in 19, uh, but eventually fell far, far enough back in East that I think BMR said, all right, let's just focus on securing the west title but mm-hmm. yeah i i will say i did the one thing i prefer about how they used to do it is you know sometimes you know because like the rev racing car would be number six and you know sunrise ford had their number six obviously so you get these different you know numbers being run whereas nowadays they just you, you see like four w or four e depending on west or east so yeah you know, sometimes <laughs> like weird like you have you have two number four cars out there or two number 11 cars out there so that can get kind of confusing sometimes Mm-hmm. Well, I guess uh, before we wrap up, do you have anything else that you want to, you know, plug for the upcoming year or any other strong opinions you've got on uh, the, you know, the current state of Arc West or anything like that? Uh, I mean, not really anything like too important. It's more just like, yeah, just I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. Want to check me out? Like, you know, just find my socials. I'm pretty sure all I'm like at Ethan H Smith underscore for the most part, and. Other than that, I guess just I'm excited for the season, not even just for my own work, like, you know, what I'm doing, but even like the NASCAR Cup Series. It's like obviously a lot of things been happening there, like Legacy, that whole deal. And then now that Travis Pastrana is running for 2311, I feel like, sorry, this is slightly off topic, but please go ahead. (laughs) It's like I really enjoy like we're in this weird age where a lot of like foreign drivers are like now like either coming back or like are coming over here because we saw you know Kimmy last year and Travis was Sean and then like rumors like you know Elio Castro Neves and Dana Ricardo flying around and it's like I I don't know the last time we've had that like what like 2007 like the whole like uh open wheel invasion right like along those lines like oh. I really just find that really cool like I wish I wish other motorsports did that like 
honestly F1 kind of exclusive, so I'm not even gonna bring that up. Like IndyCar, you kind of see that like non-IndyCar drivers going to IndyCar. Like obviously the whole Kyle Larson thing got announced. Really cool. Wish it was this year though. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know. I feel like the momentum would kind of die down. Like an announcement for a whole year and four months. Right. I don't know. Five hundred days. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Is that why? Is that why they did it? I don't well, know. I I don't I I don't know. I don't know if that's just a coincidence or uh. You know, obviously I've been watching Brock's uh series that he's doing, obviously, but uh. Mm. Yeah, I I I think you know once we get closer to the date, the momentum and anticipation will will come back there. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm with you. I, I always enjoy seeing that crossover and, you know, different drivers trying different disciplines. I know, um, Lewis Hamilton was in Miami when Jeff Gordon was running his last race and he did the seat swap with Tony Stewart mm-hmm. a few years before that. And he's always said, you know, NASCAR is kind of on his bucket list. He wants to do a race one day. So, you know, I don't know how much longer he's going to have an F1, but I'd, I'd imagine he's got, you know, more time. Uh, beyond his F1 days to continue to race in something. So I'm sure NASCAR would, would love to have that publicity and have him come over, uh, whether it's a one-off or, you know, who knows what the future might hold for him. But um, I'm, I'm with you. I enjoy seeing that as well. And I, I, I wish we still had 43 car fields because oh, yeah. I've got a feeling there's, <laughs> you know, with how many storylines we have with the open cars, um, which is great because we haven't really had that in the last few years. But, you know, I've, I've got a feeling some, some big name's going to, miss the show which i suppose is good in in some ways but you know i can think back to again you know going back to 2007 when you had 61 cars show up for 43 spots um you know the days of that are obviously long gone yeah it's like was it the original uh indy 400 that had like what like 80 something cars for 43 spots or something stupid like that i can't remember yeah the the brickyard 400 right Yeah, yeah 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 in 94 yeah i think it was I think it was 86 for 43. So I think literally, literally half the field uh, got sent home. It's like, I know, I know we'll never reach those numbers like ever again. Yeah. But I'm like, I really do miss the days. Like, they're definitely go or go homers, like what we have in Xfinity and trucks. Cause it, it makes like, not that qualifying isn't exciting as is, but it's like you, you're more like enticed to watch, like, all right, who's missing the field? And then obviously, charter system, blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> not necessarily the main talking point I'm getting at, but. It's like, I don't know, I really, I personally don't really like qualifying if there aren't really stakes to it, you know? For sure, yeah. It's like, yeah, I could, we saw Fernando Alonso, that whole thing at Indy right. a couple of years ago. Yeah. Like, but that like, was probably bigger than the race itself, I'll be honest, yeah. like, news-wise. Oh, yeah, well, in Europe, for sure, no doubt. And and that's what I always say about Daytona, you know, it's like, if, if, you're, if you're a Chase Elliott fan, you know, is there any reason to watch the duels? You know, yeah, it's like they're already locked in. Yeah, his team owns a charter. He's locked in already. Whereas if you're a Scott Dixon fan, you know, it doesn't matter if he's won the last however many polls uh, in, in however many years. And, you know, it was always a threat to to qualify well and uh, win the race. And, you know, six-time IndyCar champion, you know, Indy plays no favorites. So, you know, it, it's it's no guarantee that he's going to make the field. So you're going to watch to make sure, okay, well, he's probably, he's probably going to be fine, but, you know, let's make sure here. So there's always that tension and, you know, the stakes and the drama is always a possibility. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. I kind of wish we could just... I really do like the uh, old, like, top 35, like, honors points. Because it kind of yeah, rewarded, I, like, you know... As, I'll take that. Sense. I'll take that over the charter system for sure. Yeah. It's like... How do I put it? It's like locks you in, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, that's the whole point of it. But it also rewards, like, you know, your speed also. Versus charters, like, oh, if you have the money, then cool. You're locked in. 
great anyways <laughs> well and, so, if, yeah. and if you don't have the money and you're running as an open car there's no opportunity to earn money because yeah, like, 99.9 of the money goes to the the charter teams like i remember chris busher was it 2020 not chris busher sorry ryan priest 2020 with uh yeah. jtd they ran open that one year yeah for some reason yeah well and, and the gone brothers i think ran a full schedule one year oh yeah with suarez yeah, yeah, but I'm just thinking, like, you know, how can you, how how are these guys making any money? I can't imagine that they are, right? So, yeah, it's certainly not sustainable. So, yeah, yeah, but that's a, like I said, you know, we could we could keep carrying on there uh, for, <laughs> for however long we want to. You're not going to the clash, are you? Uh, not at the moment. I was debating on it, like just like you know, like going as a fan, but more I'm looking at, it, I'm like mm, probably not. Right. I know I know Luis won last year. Did mm-hmm. you go last year? I think okay, that's right. Yeah, I went I went like, you know, just as a fan, just watching. It was I was honestly okay, it's gonna be just a little bit of spiel too. I know like the on TV product wasn't like the greatest or everything, but as someone who was there, that was like a great event. Like it honestly was. I definitely like that's why I'm debating on going back, even if money wise might might not be the best thing, but I might it was almost like, you know, it's so unique and different. Like, I don't know. I really just enjoyed it. Like, not even like the concerts. Like, I'm a big concert person. Like, what other place can you see, you know, the best of the best just go like this quarter mile track in the middle of Los Angeles? Like, no other series does that. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, that's the one thing that I think, you know, NASCAR's done really well, you know, even with the the, the events that haven't turned out so great. Like I would say, you know, I'm not a fan of the first two Indianapolis road course races that we've seen, but I do at least appreciate that they are listening to the, the fans that have said, you know, we want more road courses. We want more diversity in terms of, you know, the variety of the schedule uh, or the types of tracks that are on our schedules. Um, you know, we, we've even got a street circuit coming up this year. Uh, and then obviously what they've done in Los Angeles with the clash, I think, uh, you know, obviously it, it's indicative of the fact that, you know, it went well, the fact that they're coming back, uh, you know, in just a few weeks here uh, to, to do it for a second time. So we'll see how long uh, this this race is around. Mm-hmm. Uh, the all-star race in North Wilkesboro, uh, you know, re- really looking forward to that. So, uh, yeah, I think the, the schedule is, has certainly been a strength of at least the Cup Series for sure uh, over the last few years with what they've been trying to do uh, to, to add races in there. So, you know, I'm looking forward to the clash again, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I don't know if it's quite going to match the hype of the inaugural race last year, but uh, I think it's a great event, and and certainly, uh, you know, a great opportunity to tap into a market and uh, a part of a country that, you know, NASCAR hasn't necessarily been the strongest in uh, mm-hmm. throughout its history. So, you know, that that can be a good thing as well. I think. Yeah, and obviously, we we've talked about it's like everyone kind of knows like, all right, they've done this. Where else can we take this? Sure. Yeah, it's like it, that opens up, you know, a whole other can of worms, which, you know, I'm not going to be on that for today, but it's like, I don't know, cool idea. And it worked, it worked out and it's still working out. So I'm like, all right, what can we do with this from here? <laughs> well, Ethan, like I said, thank you so much uh, for taking time out of your afternoon. I know you're, uh, it's, all, it's not quite three o'clock for you over there, right? You're three hours yeah. here. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's evening for me at this point, I, I guess you could say, um, so I'm going to go get dinner ready now, but uh, thanks, thanks again for uh, joining me. And uh, hopefully, like I said, uh, you know, hoping to make the trip back out again and uh, do my own version of a double with uh, 
with grid at Portland and then uh, Brock and last card Sonoma. So uh, hopefully I'll see you again in about four and a half, five months from now. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm like, I know we've like, one thing we keep talking about back and forth that we we're going to do this and we just never like really did it <laughs> until like right now. <laughs> but I was like happy. It's like a weird, like just check mark off my list. <laughs> I'm assuming yeah. same thing for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Will was always saying we got to hit the cycle for the, uh, the group chat that we're in. Uh, but mm-hmm. now we've added Luis to it. So I, I guess I got to get Luis on here. Um, try to <laughs> be a little bit more consistent in doing these, you know, at least once a month here uh mm-hmm. grab a new year because i always get motivated and we do a few of them and then you know other things uh take over on my priority but i really want to stay committed and uh keep doing this show uh on a little bit more consistent basis this year so thanks again mm-hmm. for being my first guest of 23 and uh like i said we'll talk to you soon thanks <laughs> yeah i'm setting the bar and i i don't know if i set the bar high or low we'll find out <laughs> sounds good yeah, just... take care you too